guys, what's up? Welcome back to Liberty Diner Dish. I'm Ken. I'm Michelle. And we're about to clear out a bit of our mailbag, guys. Yeah, we <laughs> love getting mail from you guys. And so send us more, libertydinerdish at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so sometimes we will go ahead and answer when the email comes in or when a DM comes in. Sometimes we'll save them. So we just kind of compiled some random ones for today. There is no rhyme or reason or format or pattern or plan. But the mail have run it over. Yes. Okay. So we are going to shake out, shake some stuff out of the mailbag with you guys and go through that for today. All right. Hope you guys are ready because I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's just, like I said, they're out of order. So let's just kind of start <laughs> somewhere. Okay. Let's take it all the way back to season one. Ooh. What would season one Ted think if he, if maybe Mysterious Marilyn told him that one day he would become one of Brian's best friends and his employee? He would laugh in Mysterious Marilyn's face. <laughs> okay. He would laugh. <laughs> me, please. I mean, you're mistaking me for for Michael. You know, he, he would not believe it. He want his money back, anything, you know, like get my damn quarter. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> I would think there'd be a part of him that would want to believe it because even though he's like very jealous of Brian in some ways in season one, he definitely recognizes Brian's power yeah. and his pull and all that stuff and wishes he could be a little bit like that. Absolutely. So yeah, he would want that, but I don't think he yeah. sees a path to it because he's like, what do we have in common? What, what will we even connect on? Right. But we know in season one that he has a respect for Brian because he names him as his um, namesman in his um, pull the plug document. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we all know that they all have some type of love and respect for Brian. And we know that I feel like Ted definitely looks up to Brian. He wants to be where Brian is. Brian is younger. Ted is a little older. Brian is moving and shaking. We all know Ted lives in his head, but he wants to live that life that Brian lived. So, I mean, we know he wants to be on that path. But like you said, he doesn't see one yeah. currently that would even get him to that. So he wouldn't believe it at all. Exactly. Yeah. How do you think Michael and Ben's relationship would be if they met in season one? So replace David with Ben. Um, it wouldn't have worked because... Um, ben is very proud, very proud gay, where in season one, Michael was proud to be gay, but he wasn't comfortable being open about it, you know? So I think that would have clashed because Ben is very for it. I mean, he's at every meeting, you know, he's out there advocating. Um, he's He was on a journey when they first met about bringing common peace to him. So I think Michael, where Michael was at that time, it wouldn't have been beneficial for either one of them. Yeah, I feel like, okay, in a weird way, Dr. David was almost a rebound relationship for Michael because it was more so, okay, well, Brian is distracted over here with this thing with Justin. And so I might as well keep busy. Yeah, you know, yeah, stay busy until he <laughs> comes yeah. back around or whatever. And I don't, he was too far into that Brian toxic relationship thing was Michael was still mm -hmm. too attached to that and hadn't let that go yet. That idea of him and Brian, he hadn't let that go yet. So he would have ruined that relationship before it even got started. I think the only thing that made Dr. David work out was because he was feeding that part of Michael that was searching for a father. True. And Michael was feeding that part of Dr. David that wanted to father somebody you know, because he didn't have that relationship with his son. So I think, yeah, it would have been doomed from the start because Michael wasn't in a place to date yet. Plus, like you said, he wasn't really out and he was still too attached to Brian. True. So, yeah, it would have. He would have uh, ruined that. And also, this may be just my opinion. Actually, it probably is just my opinion. Another thing with Dr. David and Michael, 
I think Michael loved the fact that David was a doctor, you know what I'm saying? And had some coin, you know? Definitely some, like that. Exactly. You know, it was kind of like the the facade, the idea of having, oh, my man's a doctor. My man is going to take me to Paris. My man is doing this. Oh, we live in a nice neighborhood. I can't even be y'all friends because our new friends, they do this, this, and that, you know? It was like, it was taking him from a different world and inserting him into another one. And I, I think... That is another factor why he stayed so long, you know, or put up with with David because mm-hmm. David really mistreated him. Yeah. <laughs> so he um, he stayed there because he wanted he needed somebody that was going to be on the same caliber as Brian that could match him intellectually. Also, you know, like career wise, all of that. So and David was that match. Yeah. Well, and I think Michael had a lot of shame in him, too, because he was ashamed of Debbie. Like, oh, mom, why'd you come why'd you, why'd you do this? Mm-hmm. Why'd you come here? Why are you wearing that? He was like that. And so he did have a lot of shame. And so maybe he did kind of hide some of that or compensate for some of that in that relationship. Mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, I think it was just built on bad things. They were what they were needing from each other was probably not the healthiest thing to be getting from the other person no. and be seeking another person. That foundation shaky. Girl. So well, that's for him and David. But yes. But anyway, because I Michael was definitely not at a place to date Ben in Mm-mm. in in season one. So Mm-mm. maybe Ben would have given him another chance, but Ben might have been like, "You had your shot and <laughs> you missed it." So yeah. What job did you like best for Emmett over the course of the series? I love when Emmett worked for himself when he was doing his cooking. Like it was that season three when Ted first went down with the um. Yeah, his event planning and all. Yeah, that. I love that when he was doing his own thing. That I feel like he was the happiest. Because he was doing something that he loved to do. It just came natural. He wasn't working somebody else's job. That That's what I love most about him. Um, I also love, I mean, I loved all of his jobs because Emmett going to make the best of, out of anything. Because, well, you know, Emmett, that's a man of many hats. Yeah. But um, that's that's the one because that, that felt personal. That was like from the heart, something that he, he knew. He knew exactly what to do. I think that's my favorite one, too, is when he was a <laughs> man. Because he got to, like, put a lot of his stuff all together in in one. Mm-hmm. Although I did like when we stopped by the uh, when he was the in home maid person. For, oh girl, yes. <laughs> for the gays blazer. Bla- bla- yeah, I must say naked yeah. and blazer. Yes, uh huh. Gays blazer. Too yeah, much. Okay. Yeah, that, that was my that was that was the funniest shit ever. Okay, this is too hard. Neither Ooh. one of us are going to be able to do this. If you could assign one song to describe Brian and Justin's relationship for each season, what would they be? Ooh. I can't pick one song. We are yeah. big music people. That part. And so this would have to wide be range. Like a greatest hits album yes. that's got like four, you know, four discs. Yes. <laughs> so. For real. We're going to come back to that. That's a good question. Okay. Yeah. Whoever sent that, just know we're coming back. We're coming back to that. We'll get y'all on the next episode. For sure. Yeah. Uh, another one came in. If Oh, this is awful, but I'm going to read it. If Melanie and Lindsay died during the bombing, what would happen to the kids? Oh, Lord. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, that's terrible. Absolutely. I know. Thank God Excuse they did. Excuse you. Yes. Wait, this question. <laughs> well, we already know that Michael was definitely swooping in and getting JR. Oh, for Okay. Sure. Before she even came out the womb, he was trying to get the baby. I mean, like, mm-hmm. um, so we know that for sure. So Michael, Ben, and, and Debbie are going to take JR. And at this point, Brian is no longer the same Brian that we met in season one. So I think he's definitely, him and Justin are definitely stepping up and they're going to be taking Gus and Gus, Brian, Justin, Michael, Ben, they're all going to raise those kids together. Like, I mean, they're still going to be a family. They're still going to know each other. They're going to be, you know, raised together as a family. Hell, I mean, they might go in and move into Debbie's house, get Debbie somewhere else to stay. And they all live in a big old big house together as a one big ass family. But they're definitely stepping up to the plate for sure. I mean, Brian is not going to let his son just be out there on the street somewhere and could you imagine the baby going to lindsay's parents no absolutely not 
So yeah, no. nothing to add. I agree <laughs> with that. Yeah, one hundred percent. If Brian ever met Sam, would he like him or hate him? I think they would have got along. They would get along because Sam was straightforward. I mean, Brian straightforward, no bullshit type person. Um, Brian could be called a, a slime bag or a scumbag at points, you know, throughout the episode. That's exactly exactly what Sam was. Just listen to him talk about his his um, conversations about his ex-wives and stuff. I mean, I think they actually probably would have got along. <laughs> I do. I don't think they would have been best friends or anything. But I think they would have got Brian wouldn't have hated him. Brian would have checked his ass a couple times, but it would have been cool. Yeah, I think so too. I think he would have he would have checked him. But I think there is something that he would recognize in okay, he is allegedly he is good at his craft. Mm-hmm. And um he has gotten to the point with his talent where he can do what he wants. And mm-hmm. that's and Brian has some level of respect for that. And I think the other thing is like, okay, well, if it's two consenting adults, if this woman knows that he's married and knows that he's a scumbag, and if she wants to go over, if she'll allow her pants to be charmed off by him, then exactly. so be it. And he would have been like the little devil on the shoulders. He would have been setting the shit up, as in um, not like, when I say set it up, I mean meddling. You know how he, he, like, how he, he likes, likes it does. Dev- I think he likes to watch some drama play He does. Out. So <laughs> he's going to have a little hand in that for sure, you know, because he already throws shade at Mel constantly. So he's definitely going to have a hand in it. Poor Mel. <laughs> and maybe we address this on a past one. I don't know. Uh, who would you say is generally speaking the moral core of the show? I don't know. That's a good one. The moral core of the show. I think it shifts because they are all they're all growing and changing and evolving. And as we're doing that, there are times when we are in a healthy place and when we are in a not healthy place. Mm-hmm. And I think that they are like that too. So I do think that it can shift sometime. True. I, I can say that. But it, um, and, and it depends on how you define it. more. If you mean moral as in like I establish my morals and I live according to my morals. Right, well, right. that's probably Brian. Mm-hmm. But if you mean moral as in like socially acceptable, what everyone else thinks is like good and right. I think that they they fluctuate. Yeah, I do too. I'm agree with you on that. I'm not going to just pinpoint. Yeah. If Debbie found out about Justin's pink posse activities, how would she handle that? I mean, I don't think she would be happy at all. She would be worried like any mother would be. Debbie is the mom to all of them. I don't care if she didn't birth them, but she's the mom to, to them all. At the same time, she'd be scared and, and upset that he was actually going out because if she knew that Cody was out targeting people and shit like that, she would definitely be upset because that's that's not Justin at all. But I think she'd be proud that he was standing up for something and standing up for himself and wanting to help the community. But if she knew about all the things that Cody had planned, I mean, she, no, hell no. Cody would see Debbie. Yeah. Cody would see <laughs> Debbie. Okay. Yeah. That's what, would forget Justin. Cody would have to face Debbie, and he wouldn't want to do that, okay? He wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, because she's like, this. you're putting one of mine in danger. Yeah. And so, yeah, Debbie would have some issues with that. I think she would have some words for for her sunshine, too, but Mm -hmm. she would really take it up with Cody. Because she know that's not not Justin. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not him. Although it's him, but it's not him, okay? Yeah. No, hell no. Cody would have got a couple words said to him, baby. Definitely a couple words. Favorite minor recurring characters from the series? Oh, that's good. Uh, well, we're going to definitely give one to Cynthia for sure. Because Cynthia always has Brian's back. She show up and shows the hell out. The fact that she left and came over to Kinetic, okay? I'm, I'm fucking with her. I'm fucking with her for sure. Um, does my baby Drew count as a small character? See, eventually I kind of put him with main cast, but he's not main cast. Okay, so- then he's a small character. And so Cynthia and, and, and Drew... Cynthia and Drew, oh, 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 oh. 
What was my baby who died? George. And George. Okay, yes. Let me have those three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have those okay. three. Let me have those three. Yeah, I'm definitely going to say Cynthia. You know, she is actually one of Ryan's really good friends. And what I mean by that is not necessarily in closeness, but I mean like good for him. Yeah. Because she was one who... She would challenge him when he needs to be challenged, but she also knew her spot as mm-hmm. she's his employee. She knew that. But then she let him be himself. She didn't try to force him to be something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she also believed in him. And so she was one of his really, really good friends. And sure. I, I wish that maybe season one, Michael and Lindsay could have learned a thing or two from for real. <laughs> from Cynthia, because she was a really good friend. She to was. Brian. She would push the boundaries, but she knew how far to push and what right. to say and what to motivate him or get his head back in the game. She never tried to manipulate him. She never tried to like guilt him into things or felt like he owed her anything. And she was being a friend. Right. She okay. Was. It was more than work. She uh, she appreciated him. She, she, she took him for what mm-hmm. he was, but and she realized that he was a real person. I think that. I'm not just trying to bash Lindsay and and Michael, but I think the thing with Lindsay is sometimes she would have this idealized version of him or like, I don't know. We're going to do a whole thing with that trio later. But, and then Michael, of course we know his issues with Brian, but I think Lindsay, I think Cynthia just let him be Brian. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait to get. I think yeah, we need to cover that quick. Um, the Lindsay and Michael and, and Brian, Brian trio. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Whole yeah, we can do that because yeah. I got a lot to say. <laughs> I got a lot to say. Tell you I love you, girl, but I got a lot. For real. A lot to say. Yeah, how we got number love and None, respect, but babe, we love you. We got some notes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you only have one. You just got Cynthia. Can't think anybody else. Um, because I'm like trying to think, cause I don't, I don't consider Daphne to be minor, but I, if she, if uh, she is, but if she is, if yes. she is, then yeah. of course, yes, Daphne. Yeah. We're going to give it, we going to okay, forget about her. Think smaller than, I did like Tracy. I did like and Tracy. And I like that they brought her back oh, later. I, I cried damn near when they brought yeah. Tracy back. I was so happy. We're going to have, okay. We're going to have to answer this one again because we're going to, well, we'll talk about this some more at the end, but we'll answer this one again later. There's, there are reasons. Yes. <laughs> Little drama. What would be the fallout if Lindsay left with Sam? Baby girl, the drama happened when Lindsay did leave with Sam. True. It would have been no damn fallout. I mean, it, Mel probably would have just went crazy and went on a angles on a unalive spree. Okay. Yeah. I don't even want to say the K word. Okay. She would have unalive them hoes. Okay. Yeah, she like girl, uh-uh. like no. I mean, she came home. She could smell the the sex owner. You yeah. know what I'm saying? She already knew what was up. Melanie's and, number one mission would have been to make their lives miserable. Miserable. <laughs> and she's a lawyer, a lawyer too. Maybe it yeah. would have been a rap, okay? Yeah. She'd have been dragged. I don't feel like Sam would want them kids to come. So oh, I no. think she'd Mm-mm. have to take care of those. Yeah. So Sam would want them kids to come. So then she would, yeah, mm, it'd be a lot. Sam is like, I got flights. I that can't part. have no toddlers. And when y'all, here. exactly. And when y'all get married, when you marry Sam and you his sixth or seventh wife, okay? Yeah. She hitting your ass on the child support, okay? <laughs> and she's she going to be balling. Okay, she can go anywhere now. Them kids gonna be living good. Yeah. She ain't got to worry about that little f- pension fund, a little fund that she she used up because she wanted to. You wanted to be a stay at home mama. That's gonna be rebuilt. Okay, so but yeah, but the drama. <laughs> she didn't have to leave. The drama came to her ass. For real? That shit lasted forever. <laughs> like for the entire pregnancy, the entire nine plus that was, months. That pregnancy was like three years. Yeah, <laughs> you you feel me? That shit lasted forever. Okay, like Jay Osher would have been should have been a toddler when she came out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. Like, came out went straight to pre K. <laughs> <laughs> came out counting and shit. You know what I'm saying? What? She know ABCs. <laughs> like girl. <laughs> Ooh, I like this. What caused Melanie to first hate Brian or what went wrong? 
Um, this love that, that that Lindsay still shows. I mean, you can just see the lust over Lindsay's eyes when she's looking with Brian. I feel like at times she sometimes forgets that Melanie is there and she's doing her thing with Brian. So, I mean, it kind of makes your partner feel a certain type of way. Like, I'm I'm all cool with you having friends and stuff, but as long as you're not disrespectful in front of me. And I think at times she can cross the line. It may not be like, oh, I'm finna suck your dick right now, you know, but all that lingering looks and the extra touches and the changes in voice, it's, it's a bit much. So, I mean, that would cause a riff. And then Brian being Brian, he didn't make it any better. So, I mean, that definitely caused issues with Melanie not liking Brian. And then she's a tough alpha herself, so she's always going to stand up. Two alphas come together, baby. You're going gonna to have a brawl. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Now, y'all hear me out on this, okay? It's going to sound bad at the beginning, but just follow me for a second. Okay. <laughs> I know. You never want to introduce anything like that. Everybody's already like... Now I'm on edge. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's already ready to fight me. Okay. So, I think that part of it is... Melanie already feels defensive when a man who has like a powerful alpha aura yes. approaches her. Mm-hmm. because I th- And I think that is warranted because a lot of times women, definitely in a professional setting, definitely in law, I can speak to this. Women are, you have to compete for every single thing. You're always having to fight with the man for your, for your spot, for your space. And so I feel like a part of her is already used to that. And Brian would probably definitely be giving her that energy anyway, mm-hmm. that vibe anyway, even without doing or saying anything. She's probably already braced for that fight just in case it comes up. And then you add on top of that what Mm -hmm. you were saying, the way Lindsay probably introduced him, the way Lindsay probably was always telling stories about her friend Brian and all that stuff like Lindsay did not help. So I think even if it was an accident, I think it's what the way Lindsay spoke about Brian, probably Mm -hmm. like you said, the way she acted about him around him. I mean the the kissing seal like what what do we know we're not doing that yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. but you're doing the most <laughs> yeah well and Melanie I don't know when she might have figured this out but if or Lindsay told her but I think Melanie has always Melanie knows that there's probably a touch of bisexual mm-hmm. in in Lindsay and then to see this man who is handsome who depending on when they met is successful or at least is climbing a ladder mm-hmm. in his career and. You've already got this connection to him. You've got these special little nicknames and y'all got these little inside jokes and stuff. So I think she was already from the jump like, uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, that absolutely makes sense. Total sense. I mean, yeah. No one's going to kill you over that. That, that, <laughs> that sounds yeah. good. I was like, where are you going with this? But no, right. that, that's perfect. No. But I, I do think just from the jump there, mm-hmm. when you, I mean, when we see Brian, there's already something to him that you're like, oh, yeah, kind of deal. Yeah. And so. For her, that O was like, oh, yeah, I better be ready to... Threatening, yeah. Right, to stand... Yeah, make sure mm-hmm. he knows that I can go toe-to-toe with yeah, him. Yeah, like, I'm here. Okay, yeah, she, she don't need you. She yeah, me she wouldn't me. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. I'll be seeing She's her. She's mine. You might have had her once, but I got her all the time. Okay? Yeah. Like, Melanie's like, bitch, this is me. All right? Yeah. All me. So, yeah, I think it, from the jump, it was like very yeah. early on. Yeah. So we get this question quite a bit. Um, what is our favorite season? I don't know that either of us can pick, but we can pull out some basic things that we like from each season, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be specific scenes, but just like. No, I, I actually have a favorite season. Okay. Oh, yeah. I have it. a favorite season. My favorite season is season three. Um, something about that season just, I don't know. By then, I made my connections to the characters. And Justin was strong. Like, he was growing. Like, we saw him in season one. 
he was already like, you know, a firecracker. Like he knew what he wanted. He wasn't afraid to go for it and get it. And then we know what happened in the end. Then two was really hard for me watching Justin basically relearn everything and second guess himself when he was so strong and so smart and just such a go getter, you know. And then we see him in season three. Season three, it just shakes everything up because of the breakup and I mean, it's just so much going on in season three. We get Stockwell, who's a straight ass. We get to see Brian kind of go back and forth between himself. Like, do I even help this asshole who clearly don't even like me because, you know, I'm gay? Or do I chase his dream because this is going to take me places? It was just so many different dynamics in season three. And it was like in- internal battles, I feel like, that was going on in that season. And I like seeing their wheels work um, within these actors and within these characters. So yeah, season three for me, it had all the drama for me. And y'all know me. I was, although I hated Stockwell, I love Stockwell. <laughs> it was something about that. I just can't get past that hot tub scene. Yeah. I just wanted Brian to give him the business one good old time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it looked like they were heading that yeah, way. Yeah, it looked like they were heading that way. But season three for me, uh, for sure, it would be season three. And then a couple moments that stood out for me would be the pink posse. I love the posse moments. Um, that scene, which that's not season three, that's season four, right? Yeah. So, but things that stood out for me around the entire series, the pink posse stood out when they finally did get their revenge on, um, what's that motherfucker I hate? Hobbs, Chris fucking Hobbs. When they got their revenge on Chris Hobbs, you know, like I'm glad nothing happened, but to see him piss his pants and have that same fear that he put onto Justin for many years. I I mean, and I don't want to choose violence, but sometimes you got to meet that shit with with, what it's met with. And Chris wasn't going to stop because you see that he wasn't going to grow up and wasn't going to stop. So he had to be terrorized and terrified like that to get some sense knocked into him. Uh, The fairy episode stood out to me. I loved that damn episode. Like that just, that triggered something in me. (laughs) Okay. Um, That stood out to me. All of the Drew. All of the Drew scenes stood out to me, every single one, only because I knew that life a little bit too well. You know, I kind of lived it for a a minute or so. And um, that really just kind of hit home. And then that's when I was really like feeling Emmett. So all those emotions that was going through him, like it was fun. But then he was like, fuck this, I'm over this because I really want to give more. I want more out of life. Like I'm more than just a fuck. And that's when we start seeing Emmett like standing up for himself. Oh, no, it just. Those moments right there really just stood out. And then clearly the bombing stood out. Like, that was, like, crazy. Am I taking the mic? No, Girl, you're I'm good. sorry. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. But, yeah, those are some things. That's just a few. A few things that just, like, when I think of the show, I see all of those things right yeah. there. Those flashes for me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you like the Pink Posse arc because, oh, I won't say a lot, but I know people hate the Pink Posse arc. Oh, and- no. I, yeah, like I, we needed that, especially as we walked through it, definitely with what was going on in our real world mm-hmm. at the time when we were walking through those episodes. Like, I really like the Pink yeah. Posse storyline. Story we arc. needed the Pink Posse. I loved how the Posse actually stood up and was like, man, we didn't sign up for this shit, though. Like, I'm all for, all for supporting and keeping our streets safe. But what you want to do, we didn't sign up for right. that. I like that it did show us like yeah. when you how far is too far. Yeah. And, and that's a little they left that an open question, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I did like that it made us think. I liked seeing how how Justin was, where he was at psychologically, mentally, emotionally yeah. during all that. Yeah, that was a very, I thought that was a very good character study. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, yeah, for him. Okay, so for me, I, lo- I do love season three. And it's got 308 in it. Yeah, when they get back. So, baby. I mean, that alone kind of, but it is a good one. But there's just something about season one. I think just because it's season one, mm-hmm. that is always special to me because it established all these things. And so it's hard for me to not make a case for season one. But then 
I love season two. It's a sleeper season, but you see all these things. You start seeing all these layers and levels and things breaking down and getting more complicated and more complex. And I really like that. Yeah. I thought that was really good to take this. They had built up all this stuff in season one and then they start to like deconstruct all of that, deconstruct these characters, break them all down in season two. And I thought that's, I think that's really good writing and really good TV. You know, it doesn't have as many like flashy moments in it, mm-hmm. but. But I really, really, really like because that's that, you know that's my jam. Yeah, like digging into where somebody's at with their emotions yes. and in their relationships. Like that's that's me. And so I really like that about season two. I mean, season three speaks for itself. Like I said, season four is really good because of what we get to see with with rebuilding from mm-hmm. Ted. What we get to see with Emmett, where he is, he's navigating new lands and whatnot. And then what we Brian. with Brian with the mm-hmm. cancer, and then how their relationship get stronger during that and then season five i like season five i know some people don't like season five they felt like it was rushed they didn't like how it ended things like that and find valid valid points have your you know i love the have your opinions but i love season five too um it takes us through a lot of things but uh yeah so i can make a case for every season yeah i can make a case for every season too i think with season one i was so focused on like i needed to like pay attention pay attention so I didn't mess the podcast up that um, I think I overthought it. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just overthinking everything. Yeah, you didn't really get to absorb it a yeah. whole lot. It was immediately, I have to react to it. I don't really get yeah, to absorb it yet. Exactly. So to be honest, I mean, season one is great, but I think I need to go back and rewatch that entire first season because when we do go back and do our little retouch episodes, you'll say something and it'll trigger me. Like maybe I haven't, I can't, I can't remember it. But then when you say it, boom, I can see the picture in my head, you know. So I need to go back where I can just have those moments because I can recall season two. I can recall three, four and five, you know, but something about one, they all almost feel like as one big episode to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, Um, because there's a lot happening and it is stretched over between two episodes, but it's it's like the pacing of it is different, I guess, Mm -hmm. because. Yeah, we're, but yeah. okay, but <laughs> but this goes to okay. This is where we can stop because this goes to a point that I was going to make. So what we're going to do, part of what we have coming up is doing like character by character episodes, doing a special episode for each for each character, or for the most part, and then also doing different pairings and duos and trios. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that and some of the minor characters too. But what my point was, we kind of need to watch it again. (laughs) Yes, I need a refresher. Go back, because there's so much happening. And so we kind of need to watch it all again. But we're going to do some binge sessions so that we move through it pretty Mm -hmm. quickly. And so that might generate some fun things where we can talk about, okay, this is is what happened. This is a story arc that was in season one. So we can just even break it down by story arc. And so I think it's going to generate some fun episodes and some good content when we go back and do our rewatch. Oh, it definitely will. Like I'm saying, it's going to definitely trigger some things. Now that I've already have, I already know the characters. I know what, what we're looking for. I'm able to pay attention to the small details, the little gestures. Yeah. To me, acting is about the the minor things, not what's actually being said, but it's the body language that's giving, you know what I'm saying? So I want to be able to read their body language. I want to see what's happening in the background. I want to pay attention to the music. I would always so focus on the, the the dialogue that you would be like, oh my God, it's my song. I'm like, what song? I didn't even hear it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even hear the song. Like, really? Like, but um, definitely, I can't wait so we can go back and do these little binge sessions and this rewatch so we can give y'all some new and exciting content. Yeah. So even digging back through it all again, there'll be, yeah, new stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that and, we get to talk about. And you know, and you guys know better than me, after every watch, you can find something different. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same as we did the first go around. You already know it for sure. 
All right, well, guys, we hope y'all enjoyed this mailbag episode as much as we did. So keep the mail coming. The bag is empty, so we need to reload it up. Well, it's not quite empty, but it's going to be soon. So libertydinerdish at gmail.com. All righty, y'all. Keep it interactive like we always say. And until next time, guys, we are out of here. Bye. Bye.